Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. Are you an ambitious entrepreneur? Today, we're going to talk about my top five business book reads from 2021. Reading business books is so important, a really good way to learn about other people's journeys, to get some interesting ideas and ways of doing things and to learn. So my top picks this year cover topics such as how to negotiate, business building, and money mindset. Finally, there's also a biography about a fantastic Syrian family and how they started with nothing and now are a massive growing concern. At the end, we'll even have some bonus books. This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. Today, we're mixing things up and we're gonna talk about books. In my opinion, the right book can make all the difference in your business. It can give us how-tos. It can give us examples of what others have done so that we can see that it's possible. Our business is in our in many cases is our biggest asset. So building it, increasing profitability, it's important because it increases our impact, our lifestyle, and funds our life after work. So if we can learn from others, why wouldn't we if it'll shorten the trail? My first book that I'm going to talk about that I read this year that was so impactful was Say Less, Get More by Futini Ikonopoulos. She was on the show earlier this year and was talking about negotiation. And I have to say, it was eye-opening to realize that we are negotiating all the time. If you have children, you know this to be true. <laughs> you know, if you're in relationships with anyone, um, I think about when my husband and I on our first date, we went to a movie, we negotiated which movie we're going to go to by paying, playing rock, paper, scissors. So there's different tactics, obviously, along the way, but negotiating is all important. And how do we know it's important? So there was a study done a while back um, that said when people left school, they got an opening salary offer. And if you had negotiated just a 7.4% increase in that offer, in that starting salary compared to someone else, and then along the way, you guys had the same uh, increases in salary all the way through, the person who negotiated that small 7.4% raise uh, in the starting salary could retire eight years earlier than the person who did not. And the interesting thing about that story is 7% of women would, are only 7% of women actually try to negotiate that opening salary and 57% of men. So it's an interesting story about how it's why it's so important to understand what negotiation is, how it does it, because if we let the fear of asking for more, um, it can have big consequences down the road. So the interesting pieces here too is that there's a spectrum. There's competitive uh, um, negotiations and then there's collaborative. And 
on the competitive side, think of it as just about, it's all about you. And it's usually all about what price can you get? <laughs> and you don't care about anything else. It's, it's transactional, it's not a relationship. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's collaborative. And these can have long-term consequences. It could be partnerships, it could be all kinds of things. And think of that almost as the we side of things. And so the book offers tactics on each end of the spectrum. Some of the other key things I took from this book was about pausing and shutting up and letting people fill the gap because you learn so much. And also about the importance of research and understanding your opponent or the person on the other side of the table so that you can know where they're coming from, some of the factors that may be affecting where they're what they're offering you and why, and then the difference between perceived and actual power. So thank you, Fatini, for Say Less, Get More. The next book is Rewire for Wealth by Barbara Husson. Now, this book was uh, targeted for women. It was the three steps for any woman to take control of their wealth. But uh, there's some universal lessons here. What's interesting about Barbara is her dad was the H in H&R Block. And so she, wrote, she uh, was raised very wealthy. However, if we go back in time, uh, she was also raised in a generation where really making and managing money was a man's job. So she was actively encouraged to not get involved with her money as she was growing up uh, and actively discouraged from it, actually. And then she married someone who, actually, who was a gambler. And so he actually ended up gambling away all her fortune and leaving her with a million dollar plus tax bill. And her dad did not want to help. So she had to learn a lot and fast. So the key things I took around there is she talked a lot about the mindset because she had to rewire herself because of that programming as a child. So she had to recognize her thoughts, step one. Step two, reframe. So find a new way to see the situation. And then she had to respond differently and not habitually. So I thought those particular strategies of recognize, reframe, and respond differently, they're not women dependent. They're everywhere dependent. And honestly, it can affect us in a lot of our areas of our life. If we recognize thoughts that are not positive, then we need to reframe them. We need to respond differently. Um, and I love this quote. It wasn't her quote, but she quoted in the book. We are drowning in information, but starving for wisdom. And I thought, wow, that is so key, especially, you know, we can find anything we want on Google. Google is the master of all, but does it give it context? Does it under help us understand it? Do we know how to apply it? Does it make sense in our situation? Um, so those are all kinds of things that require lots and lots and lots of thought. So then the third book, Epic Business by Justin Breen. I recently met Justin and he's a pretty cool dude. And what he did was he wrote this book. It's kind of like 30 different blog posts. And so I found it best to just look at different chapter titles because every one of them had a little bit of something. And I wouldn't say that any of it is earth shattering, but it's all in how it's positioned to us sometimes. Sometimes we need to hear an idea from several different sources before it sits. Sometimes we need to refresh ourselves on different things. So for example, chapter nine, raising your rates earns your respect from the people and clients that matter the most. And a message I think that all of us as entrepreneurs sometimes need to hear. Chapter 14, find at least two to three good mentors 
and listen to them. <laughs> so I thought that was fascinating. How many times uh, do we actually take the advice or the, the knowledge that we're given? And uh, the chapter 26, the, hearing, the feeling of having one yes far outweighs the feeling of hearing 20 no's. The other things that he talks about in this book is really the importance of family, the importance of free time, the importance of looking at the whole picture with everybody. Um, so it's a lot of quick, dirty, quick lessons that can really, really help you along the way. And this fourth book I wanted to talk about was The Who, Not How. This is a book by Dan Sullivan with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it's such an interesting concept that I have really dived into a lot over the last few months. Um, because if we think about the how, and in the book it talks about, oh, if I need to do something, I want to do this. And if I immediately go to how am I going to do that? Well, then I'm going to add in a whole bunch of research. Then I'm going to figure out how to do it. Then I'm going to do it. And when I finally can, I'm going to train someone else to do it. So there's a whole lot of time I took in, uh, on myself. So the stress of adding something else on my plate, the stress of doing all this stuff versus just finding a who, who already knows how to do that and can do it very quickly. We've talked a lot on this show about bookkeepers. And I think that's the prime example uh, for entrepreneurs getting going is that we do our own bookkeeping when in fact, it'd be much better if we found a who. Um, other comments, transformational leaders give the vision and get out of the way. They talk about the freedom of time, that how is linear and slow, whereas the who is nonlinear and instantaneous and exponential. So I think about some of the who's in my life. And I think um, after reading this book and attending a workshop on this, it was transformative because I did this exercise where I wrote down a whole bunch of projects I was working on or initiatives I had that I was somehow leading slash getting in the way slash slowing down. And uh, I looked at them all and I went, do you know what? I bet you I could put these all into one umbrella and I could get a who to manage those. And so, oh my gosh, I remember specifically because I wanted to develop a new landing page for our program. Uh, the Total Wealth Accelerator. And what happened was here I was starting to think about, okay, I was thinking about the house. How am I going to find somebody who can do the, the uh, page? How am I going to hire them? How am I going to get the information to them? How is all this going to happen? So I gave that all to uh, my friend, Sean, and Sean managed it all. And what was great is I can remember the freedom, the freedom of being uh, about to get on a call and do a, meet with some clients and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, Sean right now is interviewing potential people to write the landing page. And I can't begin to tell you the excitement that gave me, knowing that I was out of that process. Um, and, then, and I think that we actually have a better product and faster because I wasn't involved in the process. So that goes back to the nonlinear instantaneous and exponential of the who, because I'm still able to go off and do my thing and uh, do the things I like to do, the magic I like to do, but someone else was handling that piece. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I am now a con convert to finding some who's for other things. The other, some other things in the book that were content interesting to me is he talks about procrastination and how procrastination can be good and bad. Um, we know that pro if we are procrastinating, it stresses us out. We get frustrated. We get disappointed in ourselves. 
um, we're probably having a lot of negative self-talk in our head going, why aren't you doing this? Um, but it could also be an indicator that, hey, this is a really cool idea, but maybe you're not the person to do it. So I found that as a reframe of procrastination was really good. Um, other parts of the book was um, there are two types of problems in business. This is from Dean Jackson in the book, technical and high impact activities. In the technical ones, the answer is already known. If you need to make a WordPress website, you are not developing code and redoing it all. It's all out there. It's on, it's on YouTube somewhere <laughs> to show you how to do it if you need to. So it's technical. There's a who out there that has done this many, many times. But then when we get to your high impact activities, by having taken the technical ones off your plate, it actually frees up your mind and energy to uh, put to the bigger problems of your business. The other piece that I thought was interesting, this quote, the more decisions you make, the lower the quality these decisions will become. And that's decision fatigue, right? So if we're doing a lot, a lot of hows, we're making a lot of decisions versus making one decision to hire a who <laughs> and then letting them loose to have their fun with things. Uh, and I think this also ties back to a key thing. I remember I did coach for a lot, strategic coach for a while, a long time, which Dan Sullivan started. And the very first class, we talked about the time and effort economy versus the results economy. And if we think about the time and effort, that's really kind of like if you have a job, you're, you put in time and effort and you get paid. When we move over to self-employment, entrepreneurship, business ownership, we only get paid if we produce results. And so there's a mindset shift that has to happen there versus the time and effort versus we need to produce something. And so the final uh, idea from the book that I found interesting was around collaboration and around who do you want to be a hero to, right? So who do you want to be a hero to? So I think of my clients of business owners that I really want to be a hero to, but there are other heroes that have this, there are other people who have the same heroes. And if we can work together with them, we can provide a more robust solution or different way of doing things to our, our, um, our clients, the people we wanna be heroes to by doing it together. So the collaboration element is super, super cool too. Do you feel like your entire life is about reaching the pinnacle of business success? Solid referrals, a steady stream of leads in the pipeline, profit year after year. But what's next for you? Are you going to keep working hard, hoping that the money will magically start multiplying in ways that you don't even know about now? Maybe you'll pick up an investment property or two to add to your portfolio. Can you even retire? Can you step back or step away or exit completely and not lose everything you've built? If you don't have the answers to these questions, you are not alone. This is exactly why I created the Total Wealth Accelerator, a program designed specifically to show you the successful business owner how to build your own private wealth portfolio. Because there's more to you than your business, and there should be more to your wealth than what you make from the business you've created. I want to show you how. Go to the Total Wealth Accelerator now to learn more. That's TotalWealthAccelerator.com. My final choice is a little different. And it is Piece by Chocolate. Um, it's the Haddad's Family Remarkable Journey. And I have to tell you, this is such a cool story. Um, knowing Tariq personally and having seen the growth of their company from the sidelines, so to speak. But when you read the story, 
of how that came to be, of how, what their life was like in Syria before they came to Canada, the strife, the war, all the things they went through. It really, the whole story made me come up with uh, four things that really affected me when I think about it. You can change roads and still be very successful. Tariq wanted to be a doctor. He was, gonna, he was studying to be a doctor. And when he got to Canada, he actually was starting to look into how could he continue his studies. And now he's the CEO of a thriving company that has national and international sales. And he's a professional speaker. So you can change your roads at different points in your life and, and, and it will work out. And really that's kind of a flavor of number two, which is you can restart. You can start from nothing and become successful. Um, we look at, they had the biggest factory in Syria. They did had exports around Europe, all gone in an instant, one bomb done. And then they come to Canada uh, in winter, <laughs> poor things. Um, and they, they did it again. And they started on the kitchen stove. And because that was their passion. So they still followed their passion and they started over again. And now I would say that they're probably more successful than they were before, potentially. That's my outside of us. I don't know that to be true. But I think it's important to realize you can start from nothing. You can rebuild. You can do things very, very well with the right efforts. The importance of good advisors. That's what has, I think, helped Tarek a lot you know, with the branding from Neil Stephen and This Is Marketing, from the other business advisors he's had along the way, Tarek did find mentors and I, it looks like he listened to them. So that goes back to Justin Breen's book. <laughs> They're all come together. Um, and so I think the importance of good advisors and listening to good advisors, that's another key message of the book. It's also advisors and community because the community really did band around these, uh, the family and help them grow. Finally, influencers can work <laughs> because uh, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau actually tweeted out about the family and that helped and the chocolate and that really helped jumpstart their business. So that uh, that was one of those more a little sidebar uh, points I took away, but it was kind of cool. And so those are the five books that I found very, very exciting and uh, motivating, good stories, good learnings that will help me grow my business. Melanie, did you have any? Wow, I want to read them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have four of them here. You can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know it's great. I was writing notes because I love um, synopses like this because then it lets me know of all of the things to read, of all the information. Yeah. So was your question about, do I have a book? Did you have a book this year that you read that you thought was impactful? <laughs> it wasn't this year, but no. uh, the last book, especially around business that blew my mind was uh, Obviously Awesome by April Dunford. No, really. Tell me about that. Fantastic. It, um, it's basically about how to position your product um, in the marketplace. So she is highly experienced, works with lots of startups um, I think she's currently based out of Toronto. Um, it's thin <laughs> and highly impactful. It's just jam-packed with really valuable experience about given your market, if, if it's a new market you're going after, different ways of approaching it. So mm. where, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, it, I learned so much in such a short period of time. And the best part is she's hilarious. <laughs> and she writes, not only does she write briefly and impactfully, but she, I was laughing out loud. Um, and I really like that. On the personal side of things, I would say 
still one of the most impactful books I've ever read is The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Okay. Uh, it is, and I'm not like, I'm not into poetry per se, but the, the wisdom and insights, the like life wisdom, mm. that, and it, again, it's a very thin book, it's poetry, so they have to be very concise. Oh, beautiful prose and just, yeah, blew my mind. I have two books that I uh, are kind of like the Bibles that I refer to everybody. One is um, the Mm -hmm. E-Myth so that people can learn about how to run a business. And there's so many lessons in there. I use the ones, uh, there's three hats that you wear as as a business owner. You are one, the technician many times. Two, you're the manager and three, you're the, you are the entrepreneur. And uh, each of those hats requires different times and um, elements and separating your activities into those, those things I really find helpful because then you can figure out where do you want to play the most. And the second one was scaling up. Um, Scaling up uh, is just a great way of looking at things. I, I, I think my copy had more yellow stickies and uh, highlights through it than I can have any other book I've ever read. So those are two books that I tend to give a lot. Um, Kelsey, did you have one to make comment about the book? Go. I'll do it a little differently. What I'm looking forward to reading over Christmas. (laughs) Metronomics by, who's it by? Shannon Basesco. Awesome. And that's a, I, that is a book about kind of how to run your business. Like it's like planning, putting your team together, all the, it's almost like the background systems. So I'm really looking forward to reading it too. And it's, yeah, cause there's so many different systems and there's so many different terms for the same thing. So this is kind of my understanding from seeing a little bit of it is taking, I, I can't remember, it's two, three, five of the top systems and be able to use a common language and then be able to say, oh, we need it for, uh, for BHAGs. Okay. Oh, you know them as rocks or summits or, and it's just by the click of a button, um, being able to talk to many different people. So that's fascinating to me to take that data and display it X number of different ways. So thank you. Well, the real bottom line today was read a book, and learn from others. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.